Welcome to Galaxy Forum. I'm your host, Melissa Kaplan, and we're here to explore the creativity happening in the LCC galaxy, in our classrooms and on campus, and connecting the work of our stars with our community. For over 20 years, LCC's Human Services Program has required a two-semester practicum of its majors. This practicum places students with a wide variety of community agencies where they gain invaluable hands-on real-life experience. Today, I'm really excited because we have a group of guests in the studio, plus one on the phone, to talk about this program and what it means for the agencies and for the students who participate. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome first on the phone, Janet Marion on LCC's faculty for just shy of 20 years and who serves as LCC's Human Services Program Director, where her work includes placing students in the agencies. Thank you, Janet, for being here. Thank you, Melissa. Joining us to share her experience as a practicum student is Suwinde Constance Ye, who is pursuing a number of degrees, her bachelor's degree, after having accomplished quite a few, and she can tell us about those. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Um, so my name is Sawinde Ye. Um, I've been at LCC for over six, seven years. But um, during, my, um, during my study here, I was able to get my general associate. I got my certificate of achievement and certificate of completion. And I just graduated with my associate degree in human services. Um, transferring to the university, Siena Heights University, to get my bachelor's degree in community and human services. Congratulations. That's a wonderful uh, uh, progression of accomplishments one day. Thank you so much. Yeah. It wasn't an easy journey, especially as a mom and working going to school. Yeah, it was a tough journey, but through the grace of God, I made it through. Absolutely. Do you have young children? Have they been supportive of you? Have they understood what their mom is doing? Um, I have a four-year-old, really. I mean, she was very supportive because working 12 hours um, in a hospital, especially during the COVID time, getting 45 minutes of sleep, before going to work for 12 hours and then doing practicum. It was tough, but I'm grateful for my husband and even the instructor, Janet. She she did extremely well because at one point I just couldn't do it. Health-wise, um, I wasn't focusing. Um, I had to talk to her and tell her, I can't do this. Having 45 minutes of sleep coming to school and then having to go to work, take care of family. But she gave me all the support that I I needed. That's, so I, that's, I'm grateful for that. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm grateful for that, too. And, and so that's helped you accomplish mm -hmm. where you're at. Well, we'll hear more about your practicum. I want to kind of delve into that in a minute. I want to quickly introduce uh, our guests from the Allen Neighborhood Center, uh, one of the agencies that practicum students are, are placed at. Uh, and we have 
two guests, Denise Paquette, who is the Director of Outreach and Engagement. Thanks for joining us, Denise. Thank you, Melissa. And Joan Nelson, who is the Retiring Executive Director, uh, who will be leaving Allen Neighborhood Center fairly shortly after <laughs> building, helping build a, a powerhouse organization that serves so many populations in our, our community. So welcome, welcome everybody. And we heard a bit, so one day about your educational path. Um, we've got, there's so much that we could talk about today. And one of my challenges is like, where, where to, do we want to dig in? And I think we'll just see how the conversation goes. If we, usually this is a around a 28 minute podcast. If we want to continue it into a two-parter, that's what we'll do. Um, Janet, can you tell us, just give us a real quick overview of First of all, what is a practicum? Not everybody may be familiar with that term. And, and how does that work here at LCC? Okay. So uh, the term practicum is very similar to an internship, with the exception that for a practicum, it's usually designated at an associate degree level, um, where internships are usually designated at bachelor's and master levels. Um, so it is a term that is not heard very often, especially in this area, because we have so many four-year universities around us. Um, but it is the same basis. The students complete their program courses, which I'll go over in a few minutes. They have to have a 2.5 or higher grade in those. Um, and once those are completed, they can apply to practicum. And it is where we place students with a community agency based on their area of interest of the issue or population they want to work with. And they're um, set up to go into practicum at that agency under supervision, like Denise was for Constance. Um, and then they go in with a learning contract and other forms, a timesheet, et cetera. They do 10 hours a week for 16 weeks, 160 hours in fall semester, and repeat at that same agency um, with the same uh, same agency supervisor for the next spring semester, another 160, giving the student 320 hours of practicum, hands-on um, learning experience. That is substantial. That is a substantial uh learning opportunity. And and I almost hate to ask this, but if you could share with us what that means in terms of, of student experience for uh, uh, pursuing uh, their career and jobs. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yes, the program is the associate's degree and the first half of it is to get the student through the program courses and practicum, but they also have general education courses that they have to meet. So the program is like 63 credits. It takes the students two years to go through if they go full-time, longer if they go part-time, but they gain all of the professional um, organizations' values and knowledge and competencies when they enter into practicum. It's competency-based, based on the general competencies of the National Organization of Human Services. 
giving them that hands-on experience, actually working with issues and populations, um, hopefully to be able to get letters of recommendations, to build professional rapports, networking, um, maybe even mentoring on for, um, you know, their bachelor's and master's program as well. So it is set up if a student wants to complete their associate's degree and find employment within the area, then yes, they can do that. But it's also set up for a transfer degree for, you know, their bachelor's program, and then from there, students have options of, you know, what bachelor's or master's program they want to go into, and I help them with that and, and help them with that decision. But definitely hands-on experience, and it is very time-consuming for the student because not only do they have their family life and their work life and education, now we're adding 10 hours a week on for them. But it's an invaluable experience, not only Constance, but any of the practicum students will tell you of what they've learned and learned about their community. And we also teach about civic engagement um, and the policy pieces and procedures and sometimes how that whole safety network within a community is in place for individuals in need. And that's exactly what Allen Neighborhood Center exists to do is provide uh, has grown, uh, Joan, to provide a, not only a safety net, but but really imaginative opportunities for the rest of the community to engage. Tell us a little bit about Allen Neighborhood Center. We're going to go there first or next, and then and also what it means uh, for Allen Neighborhood Center to to collaborate with LCC uh, in in this this practicum program. Right, absolutely. Well, the Neighborhood Center, Allen Neighborhood Center, has been around since 1999. Wow. And we are a hub for neighborhood revitalization and for a broad range of activities that contribute to the health and well-being of uh, Eastside residents and other stakeholders. The Eastside is essentially the northeast quadrant of the city. Um we, had, we learned the value early on of working across program areas. So um, we offer health-related programming, uh, operate a, a health enrollment site. Actually, Denise is in charge of the outreach office, which provides that service. Also uh, operate a pretty, she operates a pretty robust information and referral service, linking neighbors and others, actually, to uh, housing and food and health and utility assistance wow. uh, that they might provide. So comprehensive. Um, yeah. And then we also have a whole set of food-related programs that range from a weekly pantry um, where we distribute about 1,400 pounds of food every Monday um, and a couple hundred pounds of grain products. Uh, our farmer's market, which has been around since 2004, um, we operate uh, the Hunter Park Garden House, which is a hub for gardening and farming education in Hunter Park, offering tons of workshops in gardening and children's programming. Also do uh, uh, entre- have an entrepreneurial focus. We have an incubator kitchen program that provides access to entry-level food entrepreneurs uh, to a, a licensed kitchen, uh, as well as business development support. Um, and we've just completed the building of Allen Place, uh, an $11 million development offering 21 housing units, mixed income units, uh, and bringing onto the block uh, a federally qualified health center, 
one wow. of the Ingham Health Centers, clinics, Elfco Food Co-op, and opening an accelerator kitchen for graduates of our incubator program. I think what's significant to know about ANC um, regarding our, our partnership with LCC is that we do all these things with a fairly small staff of about 11 people. Hmm. Um, but we also, at any given time, have uh, several AmeriCorps and then 15 to 20 interns or practicum students and then about 500 volunteers a year who work in the greenhouse or volunteer at the market or the pantry or whatever. Every program area is headed by uh, a program leader, Denise, in this case, for outreach and engagement. Um, and they are assisted occasionally by an AmeriCorps, but on an almost daily basis by an intern or a practicum student who really uh, are relied upon, actually, to help us provide this broad range of services that we, you know, commit to providing to the neighborhood, you know, so interns play a, you know, a critical role. I mean, we, we literally could not do what we do, could not provide the services that we provide without the time and the talent and the energy of people like Constance, who uh, stay with us for nine or 10 months to, uh, to work with our neighbors and actually develop a relationship not just with us, with other people at the center, but develop ongoing relationships with our neighbors. The people that you serve. The people that we serve. So, Wendy, did you have any idea when you started that, that, you're, that you could have such an impact? Not really. I, I, <laughs> I can remember walking in the first day, and I was like, man, am I going to survive? But <laughs> thanks to Denise, she took that fear away and she helped me gain my confidence. And uh, after that, I just got connected. You got connected. So, um, Denise, when you have a new intern or practicum student come in um, and you work with the, the school so that the placement is is appropriate for what their interests are how do you, she said you helped her survive what did you do what was that 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 life raft that that you threw her well it really is trial by fire in my office a lot of the time um, so you know they come in and my talk I introduce them around try to give them as much information um, but we work in a fishbowl so I am available to my students all the time we don't have to set up a formal meeting. They know they can talk to me any time of the day. Unless I say, wait, I have to finish this email. Um, <laughs> but pretty much they just have access to me the whole time. Um, Constance was pretty shy when she first got there. And, you know, she took over the senior program. We have, Joan didn't say it, but we have a senior program for seniors. And we meet once a week on Wednesday mornings. And we, spe we schedule speakers. And then we support the speakers, we support the seniors, we run this program. And Constance did all of that. She just took it, and she grew it. She started making sure they got their birthday cards. Mm -hmm. And she started making sure we had birthday cake once a month when we had birthdays during that month. And she took that all on herself without asking for reimbursement or anything. Mm -hmm. And um, they're going to be so thrilled when I tell them on Wednesday that I saw her. <laughs> I bet <laughs> they miss they you. They ask me about her on a regular basis. So, you know, 
try to give them all the support, give them the trainings they need. There are some very structured trainings through the state of Michigan that my interns go through um, so that they're able to help them enroll in Medicaid or food assistance programming or whatever. Um, Constance has the advantage of having children, so we had someone come in who needed to enroll in the school district, and Constance knew how to do that. I didn't have a clue. Uh, That's great. She was able to help, and they spoke French, which she also speaks, oh. and so she was able to help them in their own language. So, oh, just how invaluable. Yeah, invaluable. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's so not only serving seniors. Now, are the the seniors from that neighborhood, or do they come from uh, other neighborhoods too to to enjoy this? It's primarily for East Side residents, but there are yeah. several members of the Senior Discovery Group that that come from other parts of town and even outside of town. And the, the cool thing about the Senior Discovery Group is that there is a speaker on a topic of interest uh, to this group every week. So it's kind of a continuing continuing education program. And we bring in speakers on you know uh, health issues and health topics and uh, food topics and yeah. safety issues and chronic disease once in a while. They, they are less fond of the presentations on chronic disease. They say they live that. They don't need to hear about it on Wednesday morning. You know, but also on the first Wednesday of each month, the intern or practicum student will arrange to have someone come in from MSU to speak uh, about another country or a culture. It's a partnership with, with MSU, actually. You know, so... Um, the seniors are a pretty opinionated crowd, I think, right there. <laughs> Do you get into some good discussions with them? Sonny? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, in your studies, are you particularly focusing on um, seniors? And, yes. Okay, yeah. Tell us a little bit about specifically your, your interest and then how this practicum has impacted you. So um, growing up, I didn't have the chance to take care of my parents in the past. So I told Janet that I wanted to be in the um, senior, to work with the seniors in a um, senior population. Um, I feel like giving back to them is I'm giving back to my parents that I didn't have the chance to take care of. So working with the seniors make me feel like I'm taking care of my mom, I'm oh. taking care of my dad, I'm taking care of, yeah, those were the two main people that I didn't have the chance to give back the love that they gave me. Um, in my culture, if you take care of your parents, it's a blessing. And I feel like I didn't get that from them. So me taking care of seniors and working with the seniors helped me know that I am keeping my parents like close, even though they're not here. Yes. But I see my parents through those seniors that I'm taking care of. Oh, what a gift. What a gift. And, and, you know, clearly you have skill and you've obtained the knowledge as you've worked through your degrees, but that personal uh, connection connection, and the reason and, and the passion that you have for that, that um, must have an incredibly wonderful impact on the seniors that, that you, that you serve. And I know I'm looking at Denise. Yeah, and <laughs> she I wants to, to comment. We did not have the senior group meet during the pandemic. 
And there could not have been a better intern than Constance to come when we just started them over again. Oh. You know, so they were able to come back in person and have somebody who really cared, who wasn't doing it because I asked them to do it because it needed to be done, but somebody who had a passion for helping them. Um, and I was able to see how important the group was to our seniors also how disconnected they had felt for the last two years, even though we had done newsletters and tried to reach out in ways we could reach out. Um, yeah, it was just amazing to see how connected they got to her, especially after having not seen very many people yeah. and not seeing any of their senior friends oh my. for two years. It was really powerful. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm... I have this image of, of, you know, what it's like to, to water a flower that has, you know, that's parched. And then it gets, that's us after the pandemic, after, well, still in it, but after our, our isolation, being able to reconnect with people and, you know, what a gift you are that drink of water for them. So one day, do you, do you see, um, what are you're working on your bachelor's degree? What uh, what kind of job do you hope to pursue? And you already you you currently work uh, at Sparrow Hospital uh, at Mary Freebed. Mary Freebed, yes. So I work at um, Sparrow Hospital as a patient care tech. Um, though I'm on a rehab unit, but we also have um, patients of like all ages, I'll say, um, seniors and then young adults. So rehab, we have patients like leave. So it's not like they stay a longer time. So interacting with people that I can talk to, young adult, someone going through something and can confide in me, and talk to me, especially during the pandemic, when we weren't allowing um, visitor to come, we were the patient's family. We talked to them because if you're in a hospital, you want the support that you can have from your family. And at that time, because of COVID, we weren't allowing visitor in the hospital. So the the employees, we had to be like family to our patients that it was it was a moment yeah 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 that's that's when people think about um healthcare professionals and and care just the word care being part of it it's essential but it gets um to be cliche and and it can lose its meaning but what you're describing is very much exactly why that word is 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 in that um, because it's that caring is is such an essential part of it. Um, so when you're when you're done with your bachelor's, what do you what do you think you want to do? I want to be a, a senior advocate. Okay, yeah, working with individuals or working with an organization or. Well, I would say working with organization because so before going to Sparrow, I work at um, Metal Lash of Lansing. And some of the patients um, had, like, advocates that would go visit them. And I felt like they wasn't giving the time or they wasn't spending the time they needed to spend with some of those patients. So that also pushed me 
to go into the um, human services too because um, you're taking care of a patient. They don't have no family. We have two patients in the room. The next door patient have family coming in every single day. And there is this other patient, no family member. But then the state having to send like an advocate or, or um, yeah, an advocate. And if they go to visit the patient, instead of the length of time they spent with that patient, I felt like it wasn't enough time that they were spending with that patient. And so the patient, most of the patient felt like they felt lonely. And I feel as a patient advocate, I will be there for my patients. And I will spend time with them and make them feel that even though they don't have family, but I'm playing that role and I should give them the time and the support that they need. You'll do that well because I've seen it in action already. Thank you. Thank you. Well, kind of as I suspected, we have a lot to talk about, and we are at the close of this episode. So I'm going to suggest to our listeners that you tune in next for part two uh, of this conversation uh, with Janet Marion, Suinde Constancier, Joan Nelson, and Denise Paquette. We're talking about LCC's human services uh, program that places students in agencies. And we're, we'll talk a little bit more about Allen Neighborhood Center and its programs and plans for the future. So thank you guests for being here and uh, we'll continue this conversation. Um, and thank you all for tuning in to listen to this episode again and other episodes of Galaxy Forum and all the LCC Connect programming. Please visit lccconnect.com. Org. Special thanks to Dedalian Lowry, who is LCC Connect's broadcast manager and technical producer, and to Andy Callis for composing our theme music. I'm Melissa Kaplan, and this is Galaxy Forum on LCC Connect. <laughs> <laughs>